Hello there, my friend, and welcome to How to Live the Podcast, where we are figuring out this thingy called life. We are your hosts, Jess and Steph Dadon. Hi, hi, hi. Okay, I'm really excited. I have an update for you. Why? What update? Okay, so a friend of mine, Hannah Baker, who you know, she has started a new podcast and it is amazing. Ooh, I love a new podcast. Okay, so it's called Whinge. But the W is small and then it's capital H-I-N-G-E, which if you figured it out, that says hinge. Um, And the podcast is all about her and her roommate Gab and they are whinging about their hinge dates. Oh my God, that is amazing. Right? It's such a fun concept and like they have a great dynamic, probably like similar to me and you, you know, just really great friends. So there is that feeling where you're sitting with them while they're just chatting about their hinge dates and they have some hilarious stories. Their first episode is amazing. Oh my God, so good. I'm totally going to go have a listen. Yeah, highly, highly encourage you all. Like the first episode was so funny, like midway through Hannah got a text from some guy she'd been chatting to on Hinge and he had said hi Sarah and then texted her and she was like oh this type of shit happens all the time and especially as someone who does not experience this shit at all like I've been in a relationship for nine years it was really fun to be a fly on the wall in conversations like that because my single friends they don't really like to share with me about stuff like that that much oh my god I love going on my single friends dating profiles whenever they have the ask I'm like oh can I see like can I swipe left and right because I yeah also have been in a relationship for nine years and that was pre-dating app era and I feel like I don't appreciate how difficult it can be to be on those apps I just think it's really fun yeah and it sounds fun and funny and also exhausting and terrible and like doesn't make me want to do it at all but also hilarious and makes for a great podcast like I think it's such a good concept oh I feel like that could be a tv show or a movie yeah that sounds so much fun yeah totally oh so good I've been waiting to tell you about this on the podcast oh my god amazing I can't wait to have a listen that's so good so in other news we today on this very podcast are actually going to be chatting about fear fear that is keeping us small and stopping us from living our best lives Mm -hmm. so let's get into today's chat So as previously mentioned, I did go through a very big transition recently where I decided to cut my hair. So I went from being a long-haired gal to a shorter-haired gal. Oh, I'd say a medium-long-haired gal. Just I know you're really trying to claim this short-hair gal thing, but I would call it medium-long. Oh, my God. I'm going to have to go back. And I'm like, you're just really not letting me have this. Okay. So anyway, it was a huge fear of mine. And I guess something around cutting my hair has been scary for me for a very long time. And anytime I've thought about it, it's caused anxiety and it's just made me feel like, you know, that feeling, I don't want to do that. No, I'm not doing that. Like, that's really, really scary. I'm not going to do that. And once I did do it, it felt really liberating as discussed. But it also just blew my mind that I've wasted time and energy for years about being scared of something that is not scary. Mm. 
And even though it's not like it's been on my mind 24-7, it has taken up some form of mental space to be scared of cutting my hair. And once I let go of that and once I gave into it, I just had this really strong feeling that fear feels so intense and real before you do it, the thing that you're scared of. But once you do the thing that you're scared of, that's where growth is. Mm. And there's actually nothing to be scared of at all. Well, I actually remember we discussed fear very briefly on our podcast episode that we interviewed Lane Beachley, surf champion. And we talked about this and we talked about how fear is actually almost like a test and it's just like, it's like we're in a matrix because we probably are, let's be honest. And it's like this little trigger of fear was set up actually as like an obstacle to be like, do you really want this thing? And it's like, it makes us not want it. But actually, if we can see that it's an obstacle, push past it and go through, then on the other side, something beautiful is waiting for us. And it's almost like, Fear feels scary, but actually it's holding us back from something amazing. Mm, And there is no more liberating feeling than when you face a fear, right? Like you feel unbelievable. You feel elated. Like I think I was running on adrenaline for like a full day and a half after I cut my hair. I felt like I was flying. Oh my God. Can I tell you every time that I have to public speak and we public speak quite a bit, Every time I'm about to go on, it usually doesn't hit me now in like the days, the hours leading up to it. I'm like, no, I'm so chilled. I'm such a seasoned public speaker over here. But in the like five to 10 minutes before we go on, my heart is pounding out of my chest. Like Mm. I get so scared and the adrenaline rushes. And then I love public speaking. I actually have so much fun doing it because we've had a lot of training I'd like to say we're quite good at it. So it's actually a lot of fun. And I know that I know what I'm going to say when I'm going to get up there. But for some reason, I just am terrified of it. But afterwards, I'm like, oh, like it's a rush. Yeah, it's a full rush. And it's an addictive feeling. And it's actually something I was speaking to my therapist about this week is that I said to her, I feel like I might be addicted to the feeling of facing your fear. And she was like, Why is that bad? And then when we unpacked it, I realized that it was fear that was telling me that facing my fears is bad because fear is the one who wants to keep me small. And in actual fact, it's great that now I'm really accustomed to facing my fears. And I feel like it's because of the rush that you're talking about because it feels fucking amazing when you do finally face it. Okay, well, I have thoughts on this. I feel like there's... Facing your fears in a healthy way and there's becoming addicted to that feeling of facing your fear and that's called an adrenaline junkie. You know, like adrenaline junkies are the ones whose real lives become not enough for them and so they need to have that feeling of facing that fear so they're jumping out of planes like every other day Mm. or they're like putting themselves in like really high-risk situations just to get that feeling. But there's a difference between that and then – noticing the things that you are scared of in your life, like cutting your hair off. But even though you felt the feeling that you wanted to cut your hair off, you were too scared. So I think it's facing those fears that are holding you back from things can lead to brilliance. But going after 
things that you're scared of because you think it'll give you an adrenaline rush, maybe not so healthy. Totally. But I think that what we came to was like this idea that for most people, fear is what keeps them small. And so actually, if you can find your way past that, you will inevitably feel closer to your purpose or be on your way because you're not scared of a failure or a misstep or something like that because you're just like, oh, well, fear is here. Sadness is here. Joy is here. Like it goes back to like feeling your feelings Mm. and fear is scary but it's also like not an indication that you shouldn't do something. Totally. Well, I feel like my conditioning and most people's conditioning is feel fear, don't do it. And it's probably because that feeling dates back to when we were cave people and that fear was there to say to us, hey, don't walk into that lion's den because you're going to get eaten. So if I was fearful of that, then I shouldn't do it. Mm. And then those adrenaline junkies were like, well, I'm going to run in just for a rush. And that adrenaline is actually because if you do accidentally go into a lion's den, you need that adrenaline to get the fuck out of there. (laughs) (laughs) But I feel like now in this day and age, that fear is no longer about the lion because I don't know any lions. I'd love to know a lion, but unfortunately I'm not friends with any at present. And I feel like those same emotions are now like so many other emotions put onto I'm fearful of what people will think of me because like our brains have quite caught up with what's actually going on around us right now. And if somebody's judging me, I don't actually have to fear that. Also, that comes back to the days where we lived in tribes and like you couldn't be ousted from your tribe or you'd get eaten by a lion. Mm. But nowadays, it's okay if people aren't into me. It's okay if people are judging me. I don't need to fear that. But that fear response hasn't quite been rewired yet. So we need to actively do it ourselves. Yeah. And I love the idea of looking at fear as an indication of things you should do. So for a while when I was practicing yoga and the idea of learning to become a yoga teacher would come up, I would get so scared and then I would be like, no, I'm not doing that, you know? And then three months would go by and then the idea would come up again and then it would feel so scary and then I would say, no, I'm not doing that. And then I would start to fantasize about it again six months later and then, no, I'm not doing that. And then I realized that there's got to be something in this. Like, why am I so scared of it? And if I'm so scared of it, but it keeps piquing my interest, then maybe it's somewhere that I should be going. And maybe this is really healthy fear that I need to push past to expand. Mm, I feel like I so relate to that. And the other day, I don't even think we've discussed this. The other day I guided my first meditation. Oh, yeah. Did we not discuss it afterwards? No. And so in my meditation teacher training, I'm in this group of people and it was my turn to guide a meditation for the other ones. And I was terrified. It's so scary. It's so scary. And a lot of people read off a script, but I just decided if I was going to read off a script, I would be too robotic about it. And also like in real life, I'm never going to read off a script. I'm just not that organized. So I just decided to just speak. And so my biggest fear was that I would literally not have anything to say because I just close my eyes, feel into my own body and then guide in that way. 
And I was so, so nervous. And I would have done anything in those moments to just be like, I'm not doing it. Yeah. And it would have been so easy to be like, I'm quitting. This isn't for me. But I had so much fun doing it. And I had such amazing feedback, which wasn't even the point. But it was like, what was there actually to be fearful of? Like when we dissect it, like what was I scared of saying words in front of other humans? Mm. Really, nobody was in the room. I was just me and a computer screen. So it's just like so in our brains. And what was the worst that could happen? They thought it was bad. Oh, well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And imagine if in that moment you were like, sorry, guys, and then like cancels out of Zoom, like, oh, my internet, I don't know what happened, but gotta go, bye. I mean, I considered it, I'm not gonna lie. (laughs) Yeah, exactly, because you do, but then you push past it because that's where growth is. I remember the first time I taught my first sun salutation, which was the first thing that we taught on teacher training. It must have been like a week in. And they said to us, guys, you are going to be terrible. This is going to be really bad. And that's totally okay. And I was terrified. And I was really bad. (laughs) I forgot what I was saying. I forgot how a sun salutation went, which was ridiculous because I've been practicing yoga for so many years at that point. And I bombed. Like, I fully bombed. (laughs) But, you know, two and a half years later and I'm – a really confident yoga teacher and just because I bombed when I was trying to face my fear wasn't an indication that I should turn around and go home it was an indication that I should keep going because it's okay to bomb oh it's okay to bomb and we're so scared of bombing we're so scared of failing but it's like when it actually happens it's almost this liberating moment because you're like oh this wasn't actually that bad Yeah. Like we build it up in our minds to be some life ending thing. But the reality of it is we always work out a way. And I find when I moved to Byron and I wanted to make some new friends, I was so scared of making friends. We spoke about a lot on this podcast. We had that episode making friends as an adult. And I literally put myself in these situations that made me so, so uncomfortable. And I was terrified to speak to people, to go up to people. I was scared of feeling silly. And I did feel silly a lot of the time. And oh, well, now I've made all these amazing friends and it definitely wouldn't have been worth what previous me would have done, which is being too scared, hidden in my house and not made any friends. Yeah. Then I would have no friends. Yeah. And I'm just now so interested in this idea of like, fear keeping you small because I see so clearly that if you had allowed that fear to be above your desire to make new friends you wouldn't have made any friends and then he would be sitting a year later having not made all of these incredible friends in Byron or if I had allowed my fear of not becoming a yoga teacher overpower my desire to become a yoga teacher two and a half years later I wouldn't be sitting here having so much fun teaching at my favorite studio in Melbourne and I just feel like why do we do this to ourselves why do we allow fear to stop us from doing the good things for us we really need to look at fear as 
a flag, like someone's waving a flag, being like, yoo-hoo, it's not a red flag, though. It's like a pink rainbow flag with sparkles on it. And they're like, here we are. Come over. This is it. You're going to do it. It's going to be terrifying. You might suck at it, but it's going to be amazing. This is where your growth is. This is your path. You know, so many people are like, I don't know what my purpose is. I don't know what I'm here to do. I'm feeling so uninspired, whatever. Look for your rainbow sparkly flags. That is where they are taking you my friend okay so recently my breathwork teacher said something brilliant she said that when she feels the feeling of fear in her body she reframes it as excitement because actually the felt sensation of fear is really similar to the felt sensation of excitement and recently when we were going on to public speak and I was feeling that feeling of fear I like just took away the label of fear in my mind and I relabeled it as excitement and I just felt the feelings and I was just like excited, excited, I'm excited. And it is the same feeling. Mm. Like you literally feel the same things in your body. You feel that same rush. And when you reframe it as excitement, well, then you see that red flag becomes a rainbow flag because we were just putting the red on it. It's actually just a flag. And by putting that rainbow on it, it makes it less scary and it makes it easier to want to run towards it. And probably for a lot of us, like you with yoga teaching, the fear is actually something you're excited by, but it's something that you're scared to be excited by. So you hide behind that fear. But if we can just allow ourselves to acknowledge this is something that I'm excited about, then it will help us to actually go for it. Mm, Yeah, totally. And I almost want to also bring in this element of like self-love in facing your fears. If I think about times in my life where I allowed fear to overpower my desire to do something, say something, be something, it was like I was subconsciously sending a message to myself that the fear was more important than I was, you know? Mm. Like the fear was more of value than my desire. And that subliminally sent myself messages for a very long time that I wasn't worthy or that, yeah, I wasn't worthy of the effort to overcome the fear. So I stayed small. Mm. And I feel like it's through this like practice of self-love as well that I've realized how important it is to show yourself that your desires are way more fucking worthy than your fear is. Mm, so true because I'm sure so many people listening, I'm sure all of us have these things that we would like to do. Fear is holding us back. And within that, it's really common that there's a story that, Mm, that's not for me. Mm, That's not for me. That's not for me. And a layer subtler than that is I'm not good enough for that. I don't deserve that. I'm not worthy of that. Yes. And those are the stories that we buy into that our mind is telling us that then help us to prioritize the fear over ourselves. We're like, we use the fear almost as an excuse Mm -hmm. because we've already convinced ourselves into why we're not worthy of it. And I'm scared. So probably shouldn't go near that. That's probably telling me that. So there's something so powerful in being able to really own that I do deserve this. So if you convince yourself, well, I do deserve this. I am worthy of this. Even if you just start to say it to yourself, even if you don't believe it, well, then 
you'll start to see the fear as an obstacle, not as a barrier and an obstacle that you can get past. And then you can start to see the fear as excitement as you start to acknowledge, you know, this is really what I want to do and I am worthy of it. Then you can really go out and get it. Yeah. And I'd be so surprised if you were listening to this and didn't have one specific thing in your mind that was coming up. Like we've all got that one thing, right? That one thing whether it's super conscious or subconscious that we feel fearful of, want to do, but avoid. Mm. And it's that thing, that one thing that's come up in your mind since you've been listening to it that you need to run towards. Yeah, totally. If your mind keeps going back to it, then there's something there and start to look at that within yourself and be like, has fear been holding me back? And I think with that I'm unworthy probably comes a lot of other excuses as well. You'll probably have a million and one reasons why you shouldn't do it. Just like when Jess decided she wanted to be a yoga teacher, what were your things that you were telling yourself? I have a business. I'm not good enough. I've got a business. I'll be shit at it. I don't have time to take off three weeks to go and learn how to be a yoga teacher. Even once I do become a yoga teacher, how will I have time to teach? I have a full-time job. Yeah, and for all these things, we all come up with these reasons. And then look, she's gone and she's done it. And all of those things weren't actually real. They were just barriers and excuses that you were creating in your head. Mm. And if I use that as a entry point, I remember what felt really radical to me was me coming to you and saying to you, I want to become a yoga teacher, but these are the questions that I have coming up in my head. Like I'm a business owner, I'm this, I'm that, whatever. I have guilt around it. And I needed you to give me permission to do that. And so if you're in the place where you're not able to give yourself permission, like that fear is so debilitating that you're still coming up with all these questions, can be really helpful if you take it to somebody outside of yourself to spitball with and tell them because the likelihood that the things you're telling yourself to rationalize why you're not doing something they don't really matter and the person that you bounce off of can just act as a mirror and say to you oh that stuff does not really matter if you want to do this you should do it anyway Mm, and you talking about actually going and telling somebody else and talking to somebody else has reminded me that for me one of the biggest hurdles and fears that I had was going to do therapy and going to see a therapist And I would go and see a therapist. Like I didn't have an issue with actually going to see a therapist, but I wouldn't actually tell them anything about my life. Mm -hmm. And I would just sit there and be like, yeah, no, my life is perfect. Or I'd pick like a little thing. Like I had this argument with my boyfriend or, you know, I'd pick other people's problems out. And I'd be like, this person in my life is an issue because of this. But I was avoiding actually talking about what was going on within me because I was fucking scared Mm. because that's terrifying. If you've never spoken to somebody about what's really going on with you, that's one of life's biggest fears because we're held back in that situation by so much shame. And actually going and being honest and starting to open up despite the fear. And I remember telling one of my therapists this, when I started to shift this fear, I told her that I come to therapy and I really, 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 really don't want to talk about anything, but I just kind of shut my eyes and force myself to say stuff. And she was like, good for you. That's awesome. It felt really unnatural. It felt really weird. And I, I wasn't over the fact that it felt shameful to share, but I was just crossing that barrier in any way that I could. And then slowly I started to be able to open up, also finding the right people that I felt really safe with was really important. 
and slowly starting to open up to the point where now I fucking love therapy and I love spilling my guts out to somebody and dissecting all the flaws within me. Like I couldn't think of anything better because I pushed through that fear and as expected, brilliance was waiting on the other side. Mm, Yeah, so much brilliance on the other side of fear. So much brilliance. So that feels like a pretty nice place to leave it at. This might have stirred up some excitement within you. It might have stirred up some fear within you. But know that we are always a safe place that you can come and chat about these things. We'd love you to come hang out with us in our Facebook group, How to Live the Podcast, and let us know if there is a fear that you're working with at the moment, if there is something that you you need a little bit of extra courage and push to face, or if there is a fear that you have really met in the past and overcome and what that's given you. Mm, Yeah, so excited to hear all about that from you guys. Sending you so much love and we will see you this time next week. Bye-bye.